Retrograde. Oh, yes, it is. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi, I'm Stephanie Simbari. And that's so retrograde. We're the highbrow comedy wellness podcast you never knew you needed. And it's highbrow mostly just because we're high a lot. And have amazing brows. That's right, you guys. But um, it's a new joke. Do you guys like it? it really, something. We tried it at South by and people LOL'd out loud. People liked it. Hopefully you're having the same experience. Hopefully us talking about the joke right after isn't interrupting your laughter about the joke. Yeah, let, just, us know. Just, let us know. Let us know. Drop us a line. Um, we have a fantastic show today. Could not be. Very excited. More excited. We've got Jill Willard here. <gasps> oh, I love she her. She is intuitive medium and author of Intuitive Being and also on Gwen the Squad. So you know that she's legit. Also our new best friend. Yeah. But we'll get to her in a second. Yes. First and foremost... We were at South by Southwest. Yes, we were. It was really fun. I love Austin, Texas. You'll forever have a piece of my heart. I feel like we really... And my metabolism because did. I ate barbecue more than any one human should for their entire life. So much barbecue, but why the hell not? No, you have to. You got to. Um, I feel like we had a really successful time. It was the most sober I'd ever been at any South by Southwest, which felt really good in adult. It was... So I couldn't drink because I was on antibiotics... For my eye, guys. And I Moving stuck right along. with you. Elizabeth in solidarity only had three drinks. One day. One day. and During the day. Yeah. Well, obviously, South By is all about day drinking and taking meetings. So right. what else are you supposed to do? But it was interesting not drinking and being in um, an unfamiliar social setting. It was definitely a test of my will in adulthood. Right. And also, drunk people are so gross. Eek. Yikes. Um, do you guys ever notice this when you're not drinking and everyone else is and like tiny judgment trickles in on your end? I mean, there's a fine <laughs> line, like a fun, a fun, you know, talkative, like upbeat drunk person is fun, right. but it, then it slides into kind of sloppy and loud and not making sense and it's, mm. it gets to a dark zone kind of quickly. Yeah. So, so we were just witnesses to other people's keep, behavior. Let's keep being mindful about our level of drunkenness, guys. Yeah. My trick that I would always do is always take a moment to look down at my feet mm-hmm. and check in and be like, okay, here I am. And if, and it's just would always kind of ground me in the moment of, should I keep going? Should I cut myself off? I always go drink I water, drink enough? water, drink water. Yeah. I always alternate a drink with a glass of water. Yeah, that's the move. Yeah. And that prevents hangovers. Definitely. Unless you... And also a little bit of marijuana. Yeah, too. well, duh. I mean, come on. What is this? <laughs> what is this? So moral of the story <laughs> is we're older, we're wiser, we're mature. Thank you, Austin. We love you. We love Austin so much. We'll, get, we'll do a, a little bit more of a wrap-up. I love a city with a... Uh, Trailer park food truck on every corner. Yeah, that was a major <laughs> And we'll get to that at Roses and Thorns. But until then, um, let's get to Jill. Well, here we are, just manifesting our dreams and our destinies. This is a good one. This is, first of all, we have an intuitive on the program, and she's wearing a motorcycle jacket, so I feel <laughs> like that means she's a thousand times more legit than anything we could have ever Im- imagined. Absolutely. Because intuition and fashion... Go hand in hand. Our crucial intersections, Absolutely. as we know, here on That's So Retrograde. 
Elizabeth and I were talking about guests we wanted to manifest, and this person's name came up, and then like three days later, someone on her team messaged us and was like, Jill would love to come on your program. So without further ado, it is our pleasure to introduce intuitive medium and author of the book, Intuitive Being, Miss Jill Willard. Oh, thank you. Thank you, beautiful lady. Yes, we are so excited that you're here. So we first were introduced to you, we heard your talk at Mind Body Green at the Revitalized Concert. Yeah, somewhat of a concert. (laughs) At the Revitalized Conference and uh, made a mental note that we were hoping to speak to you one day, and here we are. Thank you. You guys are good. Manifestors. This feels feels like a very intuitively aligned. Yes. Which is great, because that's what we're talking about today. So talk to us a little bit about what it is that you do and maybe how you came to do it. Mm, Beautiful. So what I do is I help us open our intuitive side. I believe that we all have this in our brain and mind. I think science is finally proving it. So I naturally have a little more of this. It's in my heredity and whatnot, as I know you guys heard Mm -hmm. before and um, for some of the listeners. And from that point, from having it within, I knew, let's share it, just like we all have our gifts, and let's share what we know how to do. And I knew at some point about, I guess, eight or ten years ago, that I needed to embody it. I need to come out of the closet and say, this is real, and we all have it, and it can be sexy and wonderful and fun, and it makes everything better. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I think we're all starting to really open up to that. So it's become a lot more fun and uh, easy to bring it forward. So what do you mean when you say that you had it... um kind of hidden or passed down to you or something so my Italian grandmother has this open intuition it's very big in the Italian culture I was conceived in Thailand which I think that was in the mind body green talk which so that a lot of psychic monks are there and whatnot so how I made probably my DNA or in my cells or epigenetics just has this knowing which we all have Mm. a knowing if our parent or grandparent was a carpenter or doctor or whatever we can sometimes have a little it becomes a little easier for us or an athlete whatever it is and so with that knowing, I just understand it, and my whole point is to bring it and simplify it, because it can be complicated, and what we're going to talk about today, we don't know what we don't know, and just want to help with that. So. Well, we definitely live in a world where intuition is not fostered or cared for. Exactly. Well or, said. Or honored in any way. Completely. It's like it's if shun. you feel something when you're a child, your parent's like, no. So well said. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'll just never listen to myself for the rest of my life till my 30s. Wait, that's my personal story. Wait, Sorry. No, you're actually <laughs> spot on. You just nailed it for about three generations of humans, especially yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. Whew. Okay, so you discovered that you had this gift eight or ten years ago. Or you, you realized, you ca- I remember at your talk, you said you came yeah. out of the closet yep. and you said to your friends, I'm an intuitive. Yeah. Well, they actually said to me that I was this. Oh, really? And I said, no thanks. (laughs) I'm just your friend. I'm just, you know, stay at home, whatever. No, but so it kind of happened. Just a cool party trick. Exactly. You know, that's what I love to do. (laughs) Put on my biker jacket and be like, let's have some fun today. (laughs) Um, Exactly. So it came, um, I came forward. Actually, I got forced to. My husband kept losing his job. I was told by... Many great healers and mentors, you have this. I was told by a nun when I was a little girl. Um, I've been told throughout my life. But, you know, in other cultures and countries, it's a lot more popular here. It's like exactly what you said. Nope, you're wrong. How could you know? And then it grew. And then by the time I was in college, and this is for a lot of people, because if you can think back, once I was free and kind of on college on my own, it really opened because I needed to trust it, you know, if I was out at 2 in the morning or whatever I was doing. And it really started to grow. And that's when friends really were like, oh, my gosh, Jill. And then from there... Um, it was really being more stripped, becoming a wife and mother, it opened, but then I wanted to be a stay-at-home. So 
it really opened up the most when I got forced to come forward with it, if that makes sense. Being brave, which is one of the biggest mottos, I think, for us all, is to do what we don't think we can do or don't even want to do sometimes. So. Right. Yeah. So what was that act of bravery that pivoted you into owning this intuitive yeah. power that has gone on to help so many people. Oh, thank you. Well, just like the two beautiful you, it was really <laughs> being mirrored back from amazing friends and women saying, you've got this, let's let's move forward. And then I noticed how much it helped people and helped me. And then that was when I'm like, okay, let's do this. I mean, it really was, um, I can't even say it was up to me. It was kind of just, there were so many signs that kept coming. And as we're going to talk about today, you know, once you become more intuitive, you cannot fight the signs. I say can't fight the funk sometimes and you just got to go with it. So that moment really was when our oldest child was just a baby. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as I said, okay, fine. Yes. Fates or God, let's do this. It all opened and just rolled out. So what is your definition of intuition? Oh, I love this question. My definition of intuition is a knowing and a knowing in the part of the mind. That's not the logical part. So it's kind of tapping or connecting to that small voice within or that part of you that's so creative and open and really is a part of who you are, your destiny, and how you're made to be. Mm. Great definition. Yeah. Textbook even. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Steph and I, people just say things that are and just then we're like, so spot on, and then we just go, uh-huh. <laughs> Which like, is really good for, for a, a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys need to be filmed. <laughs> <laughs> you do. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, quickly, also, you uh, have a mediumship. Yes, yeah, so I love you brought this up because this was probably the scariest part of the process. Once I came forward and did readings and I practiced, I mean, I practiced 100 times, which I think some of you guys know, even if it was five, 10 minutes for people. That process lasted a couple months. Then I came forward and did readings for people I didn't know and whatnot. And then um, one of my best friend's dads came in when I was driving a car and came in from the left side. And I'm like, who's talking to me? And, oh, you heard him? Mm -hmm, heard him. Wow. He was having a discussion. I was about to go see her. I was literally driving to go get a small toothpaste. I know, right? It was really powerful, and I knew him growing up, and he had passed when we were in college, but I didn't know him that well because he was so bigger than life for all of us growing up, right? Um, and anyway, so he came through talking away. We just never had that conversation growing up is my point and never talked like that, so I knew it was something different. Then I went and asked my friend if it was true, and she started crying and saying, yep, because I was fighting with him. That's not my friend. You're wrong, <laughs> and then it came to be. The next day, Michael Jackson came in. And from there, just started rolling. He How was talking you know it was away. Him? He said, it. they say who they are, and they talk away, and then they say things that are going to happen, literally, and then they unfold. So I learned in the mediumship side to go home and get mirrored, tell a husband, tell a couple good friends, because they don't care. They don't have an ego, so I don't have, to, I don't have a contract with them to keep it quiet. They, right. want, they want to be seen, heard, and... And um, they bring brilliant information. Yep. What did Michael Jackson say to you? So <laughs> I, I love you say it. So Michael, ja I love this because I want this in the book, and I think it got taken out of the book. But Michael Jackson said one that his voice was going to be used against him, that he was recorded, and one of his spiritual mentors was going to come out and bash him. And then two, he said he was there in the heavens with his baby, or wherever he was, with his baby brother, and look at my great baby brother, and he had a hilarious sense of humor. And I loved Michael Jackson growing up, but I loved his songs because I knew he was a little. Anyway, I knew there's a side of him that I probably didn't want to know about. Yeah. So I just stayed clear to the music. But anyway, point is, when he spoke, I listened because it was the second I just had the experience the night before with my friends, or it maybe it was a couple of days in between. Sometimes time now is a little warped for me. But the point is, that Friday night after, so that was on a Monday or Tuesday, and that Friday night, I'm with my 
my husband and we put our kids down and we're at my in-laws house and they wanted to show us a homemade video they had done so it was 904 I'll never forget at night Friday night and the kids are asleep and they turn on the TV to put a video in in their DVR but Dateline NBC is on the TV and that gentleman was talking saying exactly what Michael Jackson had told me days before and my <gasps> husband turned right yep and even my in-laws are like what's going on we're like nothing now they know <laughs> yeah, but yeah, back yeah. Then, we're like nothing we're just gonna watch this what a real video. practical magic moment <laughs> exactly well and then also real quick Michael Jackson my logical side because this comes in a lot I'm like how, he had children his mom had children in a row there's no child that was lost well turns out he had one of his brothers had a twin brother that I think died at birth or something so (gasps) it was crazy I don't even think the funeral had happened yet I I don't even think that came out at the funeral but this I don't know if you can even find some of this on Google but it really was happening before my eyes so I learned to start talking about it and now a lot of souls have come since but Teresa Caputo of Long Island Medium or even beautiful hi Teresa Caputo (laughs) Teresa Caputo (laughs) I noticed you have someone who passed You do that so well. Mean, she's the Caputo. real I'm deal. I mean, she really, that maybe that's why she's coming in right now <laughs> yeah. in that sense. She's amazing. And it was a few years after I was a medium that people start, the show came out and they said, You have to do the show. You guys talk the exact same. I just don't go and approach people. But and you I'm don't glad have she a doesn't. Hairstyle. I don't. But I tell you, she's a great personality. That's part she of right. Is who she so is so good. She's a really excellent orator. I she noticed really we were is. on the plane actually watching her on something yesterday. Yesterday, and we of both, course yesterday we both were watching. I think it she was on, on Steve thing. Harvey. Yeah, it was something daytime. She's the bomb. And for years, I've said intuition is in the brain. And people yeah. said, Jill, you're just being nice, or we don't believe you. But she literally, on this year's episode, got her brain hooked up to some brain. We're giving a big old plug for Long Island <laughs> Medium right now. But she really got it showed science, or it might have been a doctor showed that when she channels her brain, channels a different part. It's in the right gland, there, right? which is where I always say exactly. So you're pointing, pointing essentially to your third the eye. The center. Yeah, exactly. That sweet spot right behind. How are we to distinguish our intuition from our self-doubt? This is such a great question. So self-doubt is a form of fear, and that's in your left brain. That's in your fight or flight. Mm -hmm. And intuition is not on that side. Intuition, I think, if we center, we hear and see it because we've used the side of us that's the doing side of the analytical, but with the creative open side that's receiving the information, Mm -hmm. right? So self-doubt is not a receiving thing. That's a reactive thing. So that's called left brain. You're in your fight or flight, or you're in your... um, Thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah, like I feel okay, I'll give a personal example Please. so it's it's grounded. So we so sometimes something will happen to me where I'll, where I'll have a feeling and mm-hmm. I'll just be like, oh, I don't I'm not vibing with this thing and it just feels off and then something else will happen and it will tilt the scale so I'm like then convinced that my experience so is well more of like a rejection, like like the intuition becomes the thing that I think is the fear or the ego. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how, like, so then it's this weird, like, thing. And then, of course, without fail, every single time, if time passes, the thing that I intuited reveals itself to be true. And I'm, like, kicking myself because I'm, like, I didn't trust it because the circumstance of life wasn't convenient. So I just kept being, like, shh, 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 this thing's actually more intelligent than what's being delivered to me. And Mm -hmm. I feel like what I personally need to work on and maybe you guys too is like not questioning the initial voice well exactly so pausing so to to end that to help ground it thank you for that because I know I was not grounding it well when we pause and take a moment then you let both sides come in so if you have self-doubt you witness it you say oh I'm doubting and you know you're not your doubt you know you're not your fear right you have a split second where then you let the right side come in and help 
and I call that a partnership in the mind, like mm. brother-sister team or husband-wife team. doesn't matter your gender or sexuality. Just think a good partnership of one more yin, one more yang, one more masculine, one more feminine mm-hmm. in your sides, like two sides of butterfly wing, two sides of a walnut, two sides of a, you know, like a coffee bean. Mm-hmm. So left side is the part that's the doubt and the fight or flight for the brainiacs is where the amygdala is in the brain. We're trying to open the right side, and that's kind of more of the vastness. And then you make a decision from kind of both views, and then you calm down because when you're in your center where the pineal gland is and whatnot, you actually are going deep and centered. You're not reactive. You're just there. That's presence. Right. So it's just like it's sort of challenging because sometimes the thing that in you're intuiting culture. isn't convenient for the life that you're so well that said. You've set up for yourself. So then you're intuiting it so well said. And it's coming in, and then your fear or your younger self or your ego says, I'm not doing that. That scares me. I'm doubting myself. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. That's too scary. But it's not because that really is getting moving you forward. But we've been trained to only trust our analytic and our doubt and turn our doubt into something else. And that's a big old mess. Right. It's just in its own well of fear and muck. So that's why I step forward to represent that whole side of us that for a lot of people they don't even think is there. It's there. It just needs to be upped or used or opened or... Um, like a muscle grow. So I feel like this is a perfect segue into your intuitive toolbox that you've mentioned in other articles in places publicly. Can you talk to us about that? Yes. Well, for you guys, when I was prepping, I love the toolbox. And like anything, we try to say at least have two or three tools for anything, right? So even if you like soul cycle, maybe you like stretch a little bit and you need to make sure you like swim or go on a walk or sauna. Like that's how you want to look at a toolbox where it's a couple things to support your health, your harmony, and it's they're real tools. So pause, as we mentioned, is my favorite or quiet time, just whatever you wanted, the chill time, but not chill time where you're on a drug or drinking, just where you're really there. Like right? tubbing. Tubbing. So good. I'm recently really into tubbing and I feel like I'm finding myself there. You just added the greatest tool to the toolbox. You have to, that's amazing. Add it. That's Ryan amazing. Weiss, our friend um, who does Waking Up with Ryan calls it goddess time. Goddess time. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like in the tub and I'm like, wow, I'm really like with myself and I'm just like Spot letting on. it flow. It's the water, I think. It's the water. You're relaxed. It's so good. That's mm-hmm. a spot on. So that's a great tool is tubbing. Yes. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh, love that. That's one. Breathing. You guys know I love to teach breathing techniques where we just get deep in our diaphragm or your belly. And we're taught to really hold the belly in, especially women. You got to let it out. Do it in private if you want. It has to want. be flat. We have to hold it in. Well, the irony no, is I have a flat tummy because I laugh a lot and I breathe deeply, you guys. I do not do crunches. Right. I've had three babies. So right. it does work where you let it out, but that actually actually tightens you up. Does that make sense? I yeah. like that. Right? I know mm-hmm. I'm doing a little mind bending for people, but you're opening up that side of you if you're really listening. Yeah, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And then you guys know another tool I love is the energy center. So bring in some colorful foods or just anything that's whole. So that can be really fresh air, like we were talking about earlier, alkaline water, really colored foods. It doesn't have to be fruit. Vegetables are amazing. Throw some olive oil in it, some sea salt, mineral salt. That can have a color. Huge. Palo Santo, like these beautiful ladies, are literally, literally lit, I think, before I got here. is amazing. <laughs> Flame or candles. The good vibes in this fluorescent lighting office building, you know. Well <laughs> But see, you're helping because so many people think you have to be like all zen or go to some space. It's like, no, create it right here, right now, wherever you guys are at, in your car, at your office, at home, laying down, after some good loving, whatever it is. Like, you do it right now. You mm-hmm. don't need to, like, control the whole environment and make it bliss. That way it doesn't work that way in life. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we live in an well, urban environment. And everyone does now. Yeah. We're just in that form of evolution. So even if you live across the world, you do see people. You do need food. You do need interaction, right? Mm-hmm. You might be in so much nature that you can't control the nature because that's 
also the world. Us. Exactly. Yeah. Good thinking. Can you maybe share a breathing technique with our listeners? Oh, I would love that. For those of you in the car, maybe pull yes. over, you're at your desk, just go for it. Who cares what the person next to you thinks? Oh, it's so good. This is talk <laughs> about this is awesome for ladies or men. So if you put one hand, either one, on your heart, right in the center of the breastbone, so center it right where your breastbone is, or what would be called the fourth energy center. And then you take the other hand, so palm down, and put it right over your belly button or right above. So like part of your hand's touching your belly button, part of it's kind of warm in your stomach, right? So your thumb's a little higher. And then you count, so you go into one, and you go into the top um, hand. So you're breathing into your chest a little deeper than you normally would. And then two, into the belly like a balloon. Do you feel it press against your hand? So Mm -hmm. you're giving yourself a little self-care. And then three, exhale out. And if you want... Do the belly first and then the chest, just so you're kind of doing it in reverse. And you can do that a little bit and breathe it in through your nose if you can. It's uncomfortable at first for some people because they feel like they're not getting enough air. But it's, once again, like a muscle, you'll get better. Yoga breathing. Out through your nose, well said, with the hands. But you're visualizing the green coming up and then the yellow, if you will. So green is heart, fourth energy center. Yellow is belly transformation. Chakra talk. Chakra talk. Love that. (laughs) And then lastly, if you want, exhale out longer than your inhale. So you're breathing in, hold for a moment for those of you a little more advanced, hold in your belly, let it like get in there and then exhale out and make it exhale a little longer. You can count if you want or just intuitively make it longer. And that really starts cleaning you out and you create room for new that also activates both sides of the mind because you're going in through both nostrils, going down through both lungs. You guys, it works. You can do it stopped in traffic. You can do it without putting your hands up while you're in the grocery store if you want when you're walking to find your yogurt or your beer you can do it the hand is just a form of self-care and grounding so you kind of held accountable and you're pushing into your hand which is a great form of union that's what opens the right side i love that i'm back now yay hi you really are wait so a little bit of spiritual botox right there right you guys oh okay yeah you both look like it yeah it gives you a little glow it's also a little bit of actual botox (laughs) (laughs) i love to hear you say that so it just puts more light through that botox (laughs) No, I actually haven't gotten it in a year, but I'm making an appointment soon. Um, and this will just enhance it. Yes. Yeah, so spiritual Botox. Talk to yeah. us about this. We love that. All right. No, oh, thank you. So that came in, I don't know how long ago, but that came in a way to really describe to people because everyone looks so glowy and wonderful after breathing for 16 seconds or three, five minutes. The one time I was leading a group and just looked up my mic, you guys all look amazing. Like you've just had spiritual Botox and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But we use it a lot. It's a great term that really helps you understand that you're creating a physical shift too. This is not that la la we're talking about. Like you feel better. Your eyes get brighter. You just look better head to toe. And then your organs and your sexual stuff is everything's moving. So it's great for it to have regular Botox, but then you're also pushing more energy through the whole package. I remember when I first started getting it, like I did my yoga teacher training in 2011, I think. And I remember when I first started doing the breathing, I was like, I'm breathing. <laughs> and my boyfriend at the time was like, you've been breathing your whole life. And I was like, no, I feel like I just oh. discovered breathing Absolutely. once you like put the most tiny bit of attention on it so interesting bit and it's free and it's in you and i joke that because we can't patent it that's why it's not the big thing right now you know it's not some pill that you put on the shelf no it's in you start doing it you'll be shocked all the good that comes out of it yeah Yeah. i want to go back just to the chakra talk moment for a second um so when you're reading someone or or maybe the medium thing but more of the read where is the information coming from this is amazing so i often say 
I we don't know if it's around the person or if it's a part of our mind that we can tap into, if that makes sense. I always look at the person up to the left. It's where it comes in. I, it's like third person coming in or God or Holy Spirit or energy or their their guides, but I look up to left. That might be because I'm tapped into the right side of my brain for those that really like to talk about it that way. But I love I, that you're scientific about it. That's I am. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. No, yeah. Because yeah. I'll also be very esoteric, as you know, meaning mm-hmm. I'm like so floaty too, but thank you. Because, but then for those that are spiritual or don't believe that about the body or a human or whatever we want to call it, physics, you could just say it's coming from some blessed place, from the heavens or from the sky or whatever it is. But I do know it's a partnership, meaning the clearer I am, the more rest I get, the clearer I see it. Mm. Um, And just, I mean, I've done this so long, I can do it exhausted, but I see that it's more thorough and there's just some things that make sure I have enough water and much chi energy in me, meaning life force, so some good food, even if it's meat, organic meat. Um, that helps me a lot read it. So that I can tell that's what my, and for all your listeners, they need to do a little more of that. Just a little more. Add it in. Don't change everything up, but add in a little more freshness. And then that partnership, wherever it's coming from, is clear as well. So, But it's definitely not ours or a person. But when it's you're reading it bigger. off of someone, is yeah. it like... I think it's, it's their aura. It's in their aura. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was kind you. of I, getting you. to. <laughs> You're so good. We, you and I were reading each other. I'm like, oh, I see the aura. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so talk to us about what an aura is because I feel like yeah. it's one of those kind of like cultural fun things, much like yes. retrograde that people – like I was on Running Can the other day and this girl had a tiny dog that kept becoming friends with my dog. And mm-hmm. then she's like – the dog reads auras, and um, it knows that you and your dog have a good aura, but, like, it will totally, like, bark at someone if it has a bad aura. And I was with my friend who's, like, not at all, like, on that level, and he was so annoyed. Right. He's like, what the fuck is she even talking about? And I was like, I don't – I was like, it's like the energy body. But well like, said. But I was going to say it's energy. Okay. So for men – so this is why we turned chakras into energy centers, just their English mm-hmm. term, because some people put the block up. What the F is an aura? What's this? Why right. I don't have it. Do I have it? Never heard of it, so obviously I don't, whatever it is. So you can just think of it as energy, <laughs> right, or vibe. Yeah. Just they're all the same thing, and I'm really big about not arguing about the words. I get really tired when people are like, no, it's this, and then others like, I believe it's this. I'm like, you're all saying the same thing with right. a couple different words on it, right? Right. But for to go back to what an aura is, I think it's the energy or space around us. We've proven it now. It's proven in science. If you, a great tool I wanted to give you guys, if you stand against a white wall, like if your bathroom is white and then you have your little mirror, if you look straight in yourself in the mirror, right at your what would be your third eye, right above your brow, like even just a couple millimeters or centimeters above your brow in the center, and you stare at that point, you'll see your aura. It'll start to grow. And then it'll scare the shit out of you, and you might blink, and then it comes back down, grows. And the only reason I truly know this, I was told this a couple times, and even I'm like, I don't know. And I tried it one time. We had this great little bungalow in the ocean. tried it years ago. And I'd been told repeatedly what color my aura was, I mean, from all different people over time same color every time and so I looked and lo and behold it grew that color and it looked like gorgeous not fog it looked like brightness but so intense that like sky blue color but around me in a bathroom you know at night yeah yeah. so you can try that so it's energy I mentioned it this way because I think it has color information in it right Mm -hmm. and then for me I end up seeing words I end up seeing some friends call it Google Map, where I'll see a whole scene. <laughs> it's hilarious, and people are scared. Like, how do you, how do you know, how the f do you know that from last Sims. night or last week? Right. Well said. <laughs> exactly. Tiny city. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's exactly it. That's exactly what it looks like. And sometimes I hone in, and then I'll try to hone back to see street signs. Well, that's pretty funny. But 
that what is that? Is that a visual like a memory? It is in the person's aura or it's in their brain and their thoughts. And I'm kind of seeing that. Mm. But whatever we think we become. So whatever we're thinking or is lodged in our head or our body then shows up around us. And I work with a lot of people who've been abused or have these negative thoughts. And they're real things around them. And then it can, you guys, it can really change your body. Your body can create more fat in that area. Yeah. Or you could become more tense in that area or whatever it is. It's fascinating what happens. You get more feeling crazy or too much in your fear because you're overloaded in your brain. There's too many of those in your brain and then in your aura. Yeah, like everyone thinks that everything is in your head and a lot of times it's just in your space. So if you don't have like an energy healer at your disposal, how can you clear your aura? I love this. So a great way to clear it is on the exhale and then visualize old thoughts clearing out of you. Like you're like blowing them out. I love there's a little emoji that looks like a female is blowing. Have you guys seen that gorgeous one? Mm -hmm. I sometimes think of that and just like get it out of me, whatever it is. That actually helps with toxins as well. It's all the same thing at the end of the day. Meaning we can have a thought and then we crave a certain toxin or drink too much or whatever. So you're just getting all of it out, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. So it's kind of a win-win physically and spiritually. Um, I wanted to see that I was going somewhere else with that too about how to get it out. Rest gets it out. You guys, more sleep, your body detoxifies it out. And then you need to be witnessed or mirrored. So you do have, not always like going to Runyon Canyon talking someone's ear off, but have three, <laughs> talk about the tool belt. Try to have three to five, even if it's on a podcast and it's free, where you go and you listen and you really listen to the words of the acupuncturist or the energy mm. healer and then learn free tools and then eventually save up and go to one or go to two. I always say when, you know, some people come and they only want to come to me. And I said, no, go to all different people because we're all going to say the same thing if we're good at it. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear it eight times from different people, and that's so good. So that can help. And then lastly, forgive. As you guys know, my big mm. one, you got to let go. Because most of the stuff, most of the shit is from your first years of life or your first, what I call root energy center that's in the back of your brain. It's not where wisdom is. Wisdom's up at the front, right? And what's called the prefrontal cortex, once again. But up here in your wisdom really comes in about 23, 25 years old. So if you're above age 23, 25, you got to clear out your junk in your closet, which is in the back lower part of the brain. So that's where you can go clean up your room. You can clean out your cupboards. You can clean out your closet. That's kind of a nod to the universe that you're trying to clear out your stuff. And then watch people come forward that you're like, shoot, now I got to forgive them. I got to clear them out of my psyche. It's all one and the same. It's funny how it works. I totally subscribe to the symbolic cleansing of like purging items or reorganizing. And it just what the external shift does internally. Well I love said. that. And vice versa, right? Because if you're holding on to an old sweatshirt of someone or even like perfume you got from a family member or or an old boyfriend you don't like anymore, that's holding energy literally in your space. They're finally proving that in science. So even if just somewhere in your subconscious you're like, ew, but I should keep it. But if you just let it go, that clears the memory, clears anything going on that you don't realize is happening in yourself and also just gets that physical energy out of your space. Right. So you're really mm-hmm. wise to know that it's does a lot more than we realize. That's amazing. I, I want to go back to um, the idea of intuition and thought. Yes. And like, is there something, I think sometimes it can feel really muddied. Absolutely. And I know that scientifically, as you explained, it comes from two different parts of the brain. Yes. But like, aside from stopping and pausing, yeah. is there anything else you suggest to to work it out internally? Such a great question. So often I say we're going left. 
So I'll explain that, and I say, always say we're going east-west. And I used to say, we don't want to be Kanye West, and look what happened. It's exactly <laughs> what happened in his mind. God bless him. I hope he's doing well. But information comes to us, you guys. <laughs> Loving this, like, pop culture wire, right? lexicon. It's so good. I mean, it's so much love to them, if especially if you're listening, and I hope you are. Um, so information we hope you are, comes, too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so sure information comes in, you guys. Like, picture it coming straight toward us. And we got taught to go left. So since we were little kids from our parents or school, we got taught to get information and only go left side, analytic about it all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when we get information, it comes in, and we've been so overtrained in one side of us. And people don't realize that. They think I'm being mindful or I'm just smart. But you're really, you got, you, we all learn to use our analytical side for everything, you guys. And we learn to turn down the side that knows things. But how do we know, right? Mm -hmm. So then that's what's happened. We've been so over in our thought, and then we're, so we're over mental. And that side, that's just a part of the mind. That's part of that 3% or that 3%. There's a whole other part of the mind. I mean, so much more of the mind that's actually more open and understands more than we could ever imagine. But we've been taught to be so analytical that then in turn we get too mental. So then we get too black and white. We get too depressed. We start to break away from our soul, I say. Like we don't trust ourselves. We become what others want for us to be. And then there's a space in the mind and that's unguarded. And that's where mm -hmm. cancer can come in or mental illness or depression or anxiety. Because since we were little, we started separating from who we really are, mm -hmm. right? And then we create that space. So I want everyone to think when you're having a thought, sometimes go, where, why am I thinking that? I do that sometimes. I go, why do I want a peanut butter sandwich right now? And sometimes I have it. But oft, other times I'm like, that was my comfort food when I was like growing up. So obviously I'm stressed about something and I'm going back to a comfort food. Let's break that habit or that thought pattern. So that's a way to be aware of like, what do you do every day? Do you really still want to do it? Or is that what your grandparent did or your parent? Mm -hmm. If you still want it, good. You're making a conscious decision. It's good for you. But so many of our thoughts and actions have been so trained, you guys. We're mm -hmm. so trained. Women are trained, even, you know, a lot of guys are trained to be a certain way. And when you start to get back in your soul or your center, you go, wait a second, I don't even like this tank top or I don't even want to wear these jeans today. I want to wear what I want to wear. You, then you're becoming who you're meant to be. So full circle back to thoughts, you want to do your best to start saying, sometimes noticing energy when someone's coming at you, kind of bring up that right side. Like we said, bring in the side that's like intuitively, does this feel right? Do I want to go out tonight? You know, just kind of ask yourself, kind of like your soul asking yourself. And then you get to really start to tune down the thoughts that are so trained in you. It's kind of funny how, like, the reason that we don't listen to our thoughts, which are also somewhat our intuition, if if aligned, is because we're judgmental of ourselves. Exactly. Like, where we're like, well, I'm not allowed to dislike that person because that means I'm a bad person. I love you bring this up. This is so wise of you. We are so fucked up here. I've done it. Where I'm like, oh, I'm I'm an enlightened or good person if I don't think any mean thoughts about anyone. Right. And what I often say to that is then you start to notice, like sometimes I say Jilly, like that's my ego or that's my left brain talking yeah. out of fear, out of feeling separation. So the left brain gets taught separation or what's called patriarch, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. And you got to win and you got to be good and you got to do. And then the right side's like, who cares? Like it's a big old circle fun fest. So bringing more of that in really helps you address that, but not get hard on yourself. If you have a thought or judgment, we've all been trained. So I sometimes go, oh, Jilly, don't judge, compassion. And that's back to the heart and the belly, what we just did. The belly is what we want to open up because that's very human and the heart is so human. But our first two energy centers are all primal. And so if you think about it, we're stuck in red and orange. And I also say there's a lot of orange in the White House right now. Like we are mm -hmm. in our second orange energy alert. junior <laughs> high, very like unbalanced. So about the self, that's the ego. Yeah. The humanness is when we come up. And so 
the heart really is about the conduit or compassion, but that's really understanding the side of us that judges. We just say, I learned this. I'm not going to blame. We learned it everywhere. So it's not about mom and dad or the school system. It's just about going, I'm not going to do this anymore. But that's like why it feels so good to like have a reaction to something or someone and to actually say it. Yes. And like, I don't know, maybe... It, maybe because I was like a really confrontational child yeah. in like a, I would call people out for their shit and then I kind of stopped doing that because it's socially not really that like cool yeah. to do that. Yeah. But like it, as an adult, it feels so good because it's like I'm unleashing something that I've been like conditioned to like, you're supposed to like everybody. Yeah. Like no. be be nice to everyone. It's no. like be compassionate to yourself about the way that you feel and then exactly. just – do what like an animal does. If they're not into something, they just walk away. They just walk away. They don't give it. They don't like the finger. Engage. They just walk away. So well said. So that's the pause. You just walk away. Right. And people, you'll see if you want to hit someone or you want to yell at someone. Or, and this is going to be a boyfriend, girlfriend, a child, a parent, a, a celebrity. You just say, you know, that's just your adrenaline going. That's fight or flight. That's left brain. The warrior fight or flight is the left side of us that's been overtrained. So don't go after them. Just have compassion. Try to see their humanness and walk the other way. And when you become more intuitive, you're going to see things you don't want to see. So I've had to learn a lot of compassion. I've seen a lot of yucky stuff. Isn't there like a transmutation that happens like between like, okay, the, the desire to hurt or the desire to yell or whatever, and then you sit with that and then, but to process and communicate, that's still like very important. Well, just think communication is the throat. So breathing deeper is a form of communication. It's going, I say like, sky, take this away. You know, mm, I hand I it over. That. Yeah, you got to get it out, mm -hmm. right? Or go hit pillows or whatever you need to do or go throw rocks because anything that you do with your arms is form of the heart energy center. Oh. Just don't throw rocks at people. Go to water or go to mud or, right. you know what I'm saying? And that's so good. We've been trained to go at each other mm -hmm. like, like freaking mammals. Mm -hmm. It's not good. I mean, like the fight part of us, but we're highly intellectual. So you pair intellectual with our primal. That's not a good combo. Then we go at each other. Right? So we got to let it go. Hand it up. Mm. I wanted to ask, do you mind if I ask something else? Go, no, go oh. ahead. I wanted to ask um, about, so we've talked to people, a lot of people kind of of your yeah. area of expertise. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, and it's interesting because we receive a lot of information, you know, about us and the show and whatever. Co yeah. Things come up, you know. And sometimes the information is consistent yeah. where it's like, at this time, this is going to happen. And I wanted to kind of ask you about the idea of like, if something's fated to happen, if it's your destiny to happen, what are these things? What do they mean? Where do they intersect? What's our part in them? This is a 27,000 awesome. part question, but. No, but I love it. No, and I, I, I love it. Okay. And I really hear you. Amazing. This is an awesome question. Okay. So I love this. So a lot of people in our culture are so black and white that they either think they did it all themselves or they think God or whoever had a handle in it. It was my destiny. I'm amazing, right? I say, <laughs> I say that think of it. Okay, so there's destiny, but then we have free will as humans, right? So make it a 50-50 partnership. Destiny and a lot of fate is like these gifts that are hanging in front of you in your aura, but you got to make a choice to step forward mm. and go after them and bring them in. And here's another thing. A lot of time I work with a lot of celebrity and they go, I was destined to be famous. And I'm like, you were, but for what? 
You didn't have to be famous on whatever show. You could have been famous for discovering the next scientific thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we really get confused. We get in our ego and we think, oh, this is destined to happen. But to your point, if you read the signs, we still make choices then about what we do with it. So if you hear the same thing 10 times and you say to your gut, is that a good thing for me? You're going to then go forward with it. If you hear the same thing, but it's like really rude, like everyone tells you you should get a haircut, ask yourself, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can ask yourself, do I really want to get a haircut? No, I don't. Right. And then you're really still, you're stepping into your part of choice. Interesting. But you're going, you always want to, what I often say is you can kind of think of the plus sign. You want to center in the plus sign, and then you want to go north. So if you're centered, you'll go north naturally. Does that make sense to you? And you want to go yeah. forward. That's evolution. That's a minute from now. So if you're in the now, it really helps you go forward in life. So if you're bringing in your choice and free will and destiny and you make it a partnership again, you are going to like have the best life ever. So it's it's kind of like your destiny is kind of what your intuition knows for yourself? Exactly. It's what I think our soul came in to do. If we're made by God or whatever you think, if you're made by nature, why did we commit? What's our purpose? Yeah. That's the destiny. And then if you show up, it will show up with you. But right. we are human. We get choice. It's the same with ghosts, I often say. Like, you're human. We're human. So no one can get into our aura or show up without our saying it's okay, right? Yeah. It's the same thing in another way. Just saying, show up, stay strong, but then let the universe work with you. And you'll always have, I don't want to say control, but you have a large say. You really do. You, we, we have choice about which way we go. So choose to go north. You got to bring in, you got to kind of know what's ahead or what what. What do the signs keep showing me? And what's the difference between destiny and fate? I don't think there's a huge difference. You don't? But no. But I will say fate, the way I say it, fate has a higher chance of happening. So like... Um, like when people meet, it was like fated to It happen. was fated to happen. It was just going to happen. So you can think of sliding doors. Like it is just going to happen on April 15th. Or you're, you are fated to meet a person. Mm -hmm. But some people would say, well, that's destiny. But I think destiny has a bit more to do with the journey. And if you choose Your to bring it in. journey? Yeah. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. But fate was just, it's almost going to, it's just finite. But destiny is more kind of the road. And if you go toward it. Interesting. Just food for thought there. So we're curious. <sighs> we ask this to most of our guests. You're in the wellness space. You're helping people live their best best. Yeah. Um, what do you do to stay grounded currently? That's such a good question. You guys can tell, like, I'm wearing boots today. Probably why I'm wearing the biker jacket <laughs> as well. I mean, is, is, is I have to ground and, like, really feel my feet. That's one thing that I do. And I think for all humans, because think about when you get emotional or mad, you're not in a grounded place. You're, mm -hmm. like, way off in space. Because if you're really grounded, exactly. Well said. I love that. So what I do, you guys, really important is I wake up and I'm grateful. And I know that's like the cliche right now. But even if it's one thing, I'm grateful for the light. I'm grateful for my eyelids. I'm grateful for the, the kids. And I'm grateful for all of our health. That puts your mind, my mind in a mind frame that's grounded and earthy. Does that make sense? And then another thing that's important to me is meditation. I have to have that meditation. I do love yoga, as some of you guys know, but I don't get to it a lot right now. So I have to meditate. I have to have stillness. I love a good long car ride. I think What's it's your meditation practice look like? So we created a company. It's called IamCommunity.com um, or I Am for Intuitive Meditation. And it looks like very simple breathing and silence. And I help people, and I do it too, just kind of calm the body down, drop the shoulders, drop the hips. 
And then I kind of do an I am mantra or saying, and then I go into quiet. And I do that laying in bed. I do that sometimes after we've dropped the kids off to school, after my husband's taken them, and I have like 10 minutes before the shower. Talk about spiritual Botox. It works. Mm -hmm. I drink a little less coffee. I still drink coffee, but I'll drink less. It's the same with wine at night. You know, Mm -hmm. if I do it in the evening, then I taste the wine better or the food. And you don't, you know, you still need a good amount, but you don't need as much. You're just more present. Yeah. So that pause is like, a number two. One is grounding to make sure I'm in my body because as you become more intuitive, you can get a little high in the sky. And we all know a lot of psychics and intuitives that are a little crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I tried to find mentors. I couldn't find any for a long time. So I'll love to those that are crazy, but they know they're not being grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, but at most important is a little quiet, you guys. You need quiet. Feet on the feet on the dirt, y'all. Yeah, feet on the dirt, y'all. That's love beautiful. that. <laughs> Jill, you're so fantastic. This wait, talk the- about the book. Tell us about it. Where can we get it? Yeah. Okay. So you're so sweet. Just plug it. Thank you. The book is great, you guys. It brings all this in in a whole good manner. We touched on so many aspects, but it really explains it and helps us do it. It's called Intuitive Being. You can get on Amazon. You get it at some local bookstores, Barnes and Noble. Thank you. It's wonderful. It's so funny. I uh, got locked out of my apartment and went to my neighbor downstairs, and your book was on her (gasps) table. No way. And I was like, oh, that's Jill Willard. We're having her on my podcast. She goes, wait, what's your podcast? So that's okay. retrograde. She was, oh, I listened to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so you see funny. How this she did not know together? it was me. So ah, funny. Isn't that funny? Well, I that love see. That was a great example of you just went with it. You got locked out and you were chill about it and led to something good. Yeah. Well, I love my fans. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Jill, you're so fantastic. Thank, Thank you so, are so you both. much. Thank you. We're Thank so you. excited to have you and uh, that you're in the That's a Retrograde crew now. So I'm honored and grateful, <laughs> you guys. Keep being you. You're amazing. Thanks. And where can everyone find you on the internet? Thank you. Yes. JillWillard.com. Insta's probably the best. Jill underscore Willard. I'm still not great on Facebook. Forget. Know too much about okay. that. Who cares about to stay Facebook. grounded. Who exactly. needs Facebook? Ugh. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> you guys. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde. Okay, you know what time it is. Roses and thorns. It's time for RNT. Well, I have a long list of roses and not that many thorns. So should I just begin? Yes. My main rose is South by Southwest. And Dear Diary. Yeah. South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Dear Diary. I'm writing it down. Okay. okay. Um, South by Southwest was so cool. I'd only ever been four years ago when I was in a movie that was premiering there, and I was so drunk the whole time. I was only there for 48 hours. I can't remember anything, basically, which is so sad. And this year, as aforementioned earlier in the program, we were sober, uh, aside from two very crucial tools to help in the latter parts of the evening lubricate and 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 raise our vibes mm-hmm. which was lord jones edibles thank you very much and the humble vape pens thank you very much <laughs> so we had some fun with marijuana and it was actually great like good for conversations good for seeing things yeah. good for wandering around nothing nothing says i'm a cool chill girl when you're busting out a vape pen in a predominantly male setting. Pretty much everyone we met, Elizabeth was like, do you want an edible? <laughs> so that's my first rose. The other rose, okay, so we saw a couple of cool Just things being there. being charitable, guys. Spreading the love. On True TV, this next season, there's going to be a show called Talk Show The Game Show, hosted by Guy Branham, who you may recognize from 
Chelsea Lately, and he has his new show, and it is so funny hilarious oh my god we were able to sit in the audience shout out to bart coleman for hooking that up and watch that show and then we also got to see a stand-up show and it was just so funny magical we see a lot of comedy obviously steph is one it was so magical i got to connect with friend and mentor janine garofalo that was really sweet and i love her so much and but it was just those both shows were so solid i mean it was incredible we all of us were laughing so hard, and we're all the most jaded people. Exactly. So when you when guys show comes to True TV, you guys check it out. It's going to be a very it's really fun. It's like it's a talk show. That it's a game show based on the talk show trope. So every time the guest does something that like a traditional talk show host or guest does, they give them points. It's really fucking hilarious. Um, I also want to shout out the people who made the experience possible: Kara Culkins, Brittany Eustace, Bumble. Oh yeah. Bumble and Forbes. And also my main Emily rose. Emily Althaus. Emily Althaus. And my main rose is discovering my love of tubbing. Baths, Is that, is that a pen drop, yeah. a.k.a. mic drop? Baths, you guys. They're the key to enlightenment. Rose. Rose. I'm not going to go for a thorn this week. Okay. I love that. I will second all of those roses. Cool. I was with you the whole time. You were. And it was... Great. My thorn oh. is we had to come back. <laughs> Here's my thorn. Yeah. Um, unbeknownst to Steph, she was sleeping pretty hard. She pretty much like we were sharing a bed because we're <laughs> podcast partners. Yeah. And, and lovers. Um, <laughs> and she like pushed me off the bed <laughs> multiple times. No room. Elizabeth was like, is there some like unresolved anger that you have to me? I'm like, no, I just sleep alone. Well, the first night. I thought she was my dog, and I tried to wrap my leg around her. And also, how sad is that that I thought you were my dog, not my boyfriend? Well, you love you love your dog. I do. I cuddle with him so hard. So that's a thing. I'm sorry about that. That's I'm just okay. a very restless sleeper. Yeah, that's okay. We learn things about Kara each other. Kara gave me some melatonin the next night, and I was able to sleep through the night. Perfect. Um, <laughs> no, but okay. I was gonna say how my thorn was my jeans ripping, but you guys don't care. My favorite jeans. I was sitting in them. They're comfortable. I thought they fit perfectly. They ripped in the ass yesterday. That's all. Uh, so need to get it out there. The struggle is real, you guys. Um, but a a rose from before we left for South by that I want to shout out mm-hmm. is our event that we did at the Den Meditation with Kelsey Patel with the, just the most magical group of people, as well as a pretty dope gift bag, if I do say so myself. Um, and we are doing that event again that is open to the public. Yes. At Bloomingdale's April 8th. We're going to have all the information up on our website. You guys can register. It's a free event. It's going to be in Bloomingdale's before they open. And then it's in celebration of their friends and family 25% off sale. So then we're going to have a little shopping party afterwards. Hang out with me and Steph. We'll help you pick outfits out. And um, we'll get all reikied up with Kelsey Patel. And it's going to be pretty fucking fabulous if I do predict the future as I sometimes do. Join us, y'all. So you can find all of that information on our events tab on our website. That's mm-hmm. a retrograde.com. We were so thankful to have Jill Willard join us today. We'll have all the info about her book and her talk on the website as well. You can find us at So Retrograde. Feel free to drop us a little review on iTunes. It's a lot of homework. I'm Stephanie Sambari. I'm Elizabeth Cott. And Namaste, Namaste listening. listening. Yes, that's a retrograde.